There are plenty of questions about retirement planning, like how much income do I need? Or will it really cost $300,000 in healthcare when I retire? We'll answer some of the most important questions pre-retirees ask advisors on today's show. And now, Elevate Your Wealth with Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. Welcome in to Elevate Your Wealth. Your hosts are Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. You can find them at Elevated Financial Management. 42 years combined experience between these two in the retirement planning business, helping hundreds of their clients get ready for retirement. They are certified financial fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and away we go. I want to remind you, there's going to be an opportunity to get on their calendar. No cost, no obligation, no pressure, so listen up for that. So we know it's important to have a solid plan in place when we retire. Well, we put together answers to some of the most common questions that folks are asking their advisors. So let's start with question number one. Casey, handle this one. How concerned uh, do I need to be about inflation? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, inflation is a big deal, but it really affects uh, each person differently, individually. Uh, For example, are you renting? Do you drive a great deal? Do you negotiate well? Uh, Are you looking to buy a house? Uh, Don't forget that. Despite the rhetoric, retired people don't live on a fixed income. Uh, If nothing else, Social Security benefits increase with inflation, and there's other things that can be done as well. So it really does vary. Tell you, a very interesting angle on this segment, talking about just the common questions uh, that advisors are getting across the country. That first one, how concerned do you need to be about inflation? Obviously, very concerned. America's wealth coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruta, weighed in on the importance of taking that holistic approach in planning for retirement and what's the best defense in, in to emerge from the inflationary period unscathed, allowing for a seamless transition into retirement. Here's Coach. We need to be very careful about underestimating the effects of inflation, especially if we're on a limited budget where we have a certain number of dollars to spend on food each each month and we can't find that any more money anywhere else. That's why it's very important that if we have a retirement plan, that we have inflation protection built into our retirement plan. America's wealth coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruta. Uh, I tell you, folks, very focusing in on this. And Mark, let's talk about this. Here's the next question that a lot of people are asking. Is 80% of my pre-retirement income, is that going to be enough in retirement? Well, Well, another great question. The short answer is no. We are encouraging all of our clients to aim for a 100% replacement of their gross pre-retirement income. And how is it going to be made up then? Well, usually about 40% is going to come from Social Security. So that means it's your retirement savings in a 401k or an IRA or a TSP plan need to cover the other 60%. That's why it's so very important and critical to have an income plan that addresses inflation and is growing each and every year. We're hitting the most common questions that are coming in to advisors all over the country. How concerned are you about inflation? Is 80% of my pre-retirement income enough for retirement? Here's the next one, Casey. If I have enough income to, quote, get by, isn't that enough? You know, uh, a lot of people fall into this trap of thinking. Uh, The simple fact is, is that frugal isn't fun. Uh, Just getting by in retirement may be the reality for many people, but that shouldn't be your goal. Uh, Do you really want to cut back your lifestyle or do you want to do the things that you've dreamed about all these years? Do you want to live so close to the bone 
that an unexpected expense can wreak financial havoc. That's not anybody's dream. So we want to aim higher when we think of that. Most common questions that folks are asking advisors across the country. You're tuned to Elevate Your Wealth, hosted by Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. Elevated Financial Management, where you can find them. There's going to be an opportunity to get on their calendar. No cost, no obligation, no pressure. Talk about where you are in your retirement planning process. But let's get back to some of these these common questions. So here's the next one, Mark. What is discretionary spending? Well, and it's the simplest answer is discretionary spending is what makes your retirement enjoyable. So you want to plan for it. Like Casey, we just mentioned, we don't want to be just down to bare bones. So whatever you dream of doing, that is discretionary. Now, what might that be? Well, it might be travel. It could be hobbies that you love to do, dining out, or even just collecting different things. And helping, this is one that gets missed a lot by people. Helping your children is discretionary as well. So if they need money, maybe to buy their first home or they have a financial issue, they're going to still going to school. That's going to be considered discretionary and you need to plan for that. Elevate Your Wealth, you're tuned to it. It's powered by Elevated Financial Management. They have a wonderful website, great resource for you to check out, efmnw.com. That's all letters, efmnw.com. Common questions asked to advisors across the country. The next one, how important, Casey, this one's for you. How important is my budget? You know, it's very important. Um, What we realize is that you probably already know what you spend on necessities, Um, how much you save, what your net income is, those kind of things. But a budget is going to help you dig in further and find if there's things where you're overspending. Maybe there's costs that you agreed to, subscriptions and things that you no longer need. Uh, Maybe you're overspending and you don't realize it. So that budget is a very valuable tool. I will also say that you want to make sure you set set aside enough money to pay off your credit cards each month. We're not saying that you have to live bare bone. Uh, Like we just mentioned, that's not what we're talking about. But we do absolutely want to know where our money's going. Questions, common questions asked to advisors across the country. And this will get you percolating. There's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar at Elevated Financial Management. And you can meet with Mark Stimson, Casey Elkins, and their team. Again, no cost, no obligation, no pressure about your retirement situation. The next question, and this one's for you, Mark. I've heard you spend less in retirement. Is that true? (laughs) <laughs> well, that you almost want to laugh at that question because surveys often show that spending does decline in retirement. The one super caveat that I uh, deal with a lot with my clients is that may be true if their mortgage has been done away with. They paid it off. If you still have a mortgage, uh, might be a lot tougher road to hoe. If you ask someone who has been retired, though, for five years or more, they will almost always tell us that spending doesn't drop very much. Life still happens, and that can be expensive. We can have a car breakdown, a truck breakdown, all kinds of things. Like it says, life continues to happen. So again, aim for 100% replacement of your pre-retirement income. That's really a goal that we set for most of our clients, 100% of what they were making uh, just before they retire. Important, so important to have a plan. And again, putting together these these questions, these most common questions that come in to advisors, but also providing you the answers. Next question up uh, for Casey. Will I really spend 300 k on health care in retirement? 
You know, spending on healthcare, it really does vary from one retiree to the next. Um, just healthcare in general, uh, people's lives are different. We have different health and different things that come up. And so that, that $300,000 figure that's thrown around, that does represent uh, Medicare, the cost of Medicare. It represents the cost of MedAdvantage, med supplemental premiums. Um, so that's, that's a part of it. Uh, a lot of times people think that $300,000 is in addition to. Um, so we'll just, we'll say this, forecast your property taxes or your rental payments for the next 30 years, and you'll get a big number for those too. It is situational and something that has to be addressed for each person. Elevate your wealth. You're tuned to it again, powered by Elevated Financial Management. We have, of course, our hosts, Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. Most common questions thrown at advisors around the country, and we've got the answers. Next question up, Mark, is longevity risk a big deal? It's a huge deal that doesn't get talked about uh, like it should be. We call longevity risk the risk multiplier because the longer you live, the longer you can expect to live and have uh, issues with different uh, risks risk that come with all, for all of us. So for a 65-year-old man today, life expectancy is age 84, while at age 75, it jumps up to 87. So longevity risk is going to bring the chance of more inflation, like we're, we're seeing right now, more time for unexpected stuff or things to happen. And Casey just mentioned healthcare. The longer we live, the more likelihood that we're going to need some long-term care help. Uh, it's another good argument why we need to start retirement with excess income. Don't plan for bare bones. We need to be planning for more income because our needs are are still going to be there. And it can be, uh, if you don't factor in longevity, it can be a problem. We're hitting most common questions thrown at advisors around the country. And we're also giving you the answers. Next question up, Casey, when is the right time to claim Social Security? Well, I'll just say this. You've got to forget what your Uncle Bob or your Aunt Sue said or Tom at the water cooler because it's special to you. It's what the right time is for you. There's not a one-size-fits-all um, we talk about maximization, and that's important, uh, but we have to consider longevity. Um, if we don't have longevity, then who cares about that maximization as far as a break-even point goes, because we might not be around. So uh, take your benefits when you need the money the most, how it's going to affect you the best way possible. And remember, there's tax implications and survivor benefits to consider. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Common questions they are handling. the. I mean, again, these are two advisors around the country, and Mark and Casey are handling them for us today. Uh, this next one, uh, Mark, ha how about this? Once I retire, I'm done saving, right? Pedal to the metal. Spend, spend, spend. <laughs> no, I, w I wish it was going to be that easy, but you still need to save. Now, you're not going to need to save near as much as when you were working, but here's the key for everyone that's listening today. You need to keep your emergency fund fully loaded, fully funded. Sometimes it, maybe you, you, you had a car issue. You got to be sure. And if you take money out of that to, to, to purchase a new car, you got to put the money back in because, you know, the bottom line is, folks, you know, life is going to continue to happen. Last question, Casey, to you. Don't I just need to follow that 4% rule? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it isn't a rule. It's a guideline. Search the literature. You'll find that some say 4% is out of date. They'll say that it should be closer to 3.5%. you will find others that say it should be 2 or even less on an annual basis. And you search further and you'll find that 
Uh, some retirees say they're shortchanging themselves and that they should take more. So nobody knows with 100% certainty. Again, it's situational. We have to look at what's right for you. It's more complicated than here's a hard and fast rule and that's going to take care of it. Uh, in, in reality, we want to be more conservative. If you're wrong, you can always take out more money later in retirement. All right, we've got five positions on the calendar with elevated financial management. Casey, what's going to happen for these five callers? Well, the real question is, do you have a plan or do you have a portfolio? Think about that as we talk through this. We're going to offer a complimentary retirement readiness review. So those that take advantage of this will get a deep dive risk and fee analysis to determine what you're paying and the real risk of your holdings. We'll look at the tax efficiency of your investments and determine if there's an opportunity to lower your taxes. And we'll also look at the impact of inflation. Uh, what, how, what type of effect will that have on your plan and your retirement dreams? And then we'll consider the correlation of your assets, the reliability of your income, and help you figure out the right timing for Social Security. We got five spots. Call now, 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. No cost, no obligation, no pressure. 866-668-3625. Call now. Coming up next on Elevate Your Wealth, sometimes we have to face things head on. Long-term care is one of them. When we come back, we'll go over some alternatives to long-term care insurance. Welcome back into Elevate Your Wealth, hosted by Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. You can find them in Elevated Financial Management, 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business, helping hundreds of their clients get ready for retirement. They are certified financial fiduciaries. They host their own TV show, same name, Elevate Your Wealth. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and it's always about retirement. We'll give you a couple of opportunities. Matter of fact, five opportunities to get on the calendar with Mark and Casey at Elevated Financial Management. And that's no cost, no obligation, no pressure. See where you are in your retirement planning process. So if you think you don't have to worry about long-term care, think again. Typically, get this, women need long-term care a little bit longer, 3.7 years on average, than men right at 2.2 years. And while about one-third of the people who are 65 and older, they may never need long-term care, and 20% of them will need it for five years or longer. Are you prepared? Well, I tell you, it's daunting. Starting the process can be a little unnerving. So here are some, just some insight from Arvet Reed, uh, the Client Services Director at Signature Estate and Investment Advisors. Most financial professionals talk about planning for college or planning for a home renovation when you're younger, or maybe planning for retirement or your legacy, but no one really says how to plan for healthcare expenses. And it falls in that weird like emergency bucket and the same pool is like replacing your roof when really it shouldn't. So I like to encourage people to start making that health care emergency fund earlier than later. Our vet Reed, Client Services Director, Signature Estate and Investment Advisors. Gentlemen, I'm guessing you agree with this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, this is this is absolutely something that people want to kick the can down the road. It's not a fun conversation, but ultimately it's something that we have to plan for and it can be hard to do. Uh, again, it's situational, but we can't just use this as uh, maybe it's part of our emergency fund or something like that. 
if we're putting together a real plan, uh, this absolutely needs to be a piece to the puzzle. We have to look at this together. I tell you, you bring up a really good point, Casey. The end game is a tough conversation. Everybody's thinking about retirement and they're thinking about every day Saturday. They're thinking about, you know, going on vacations and maybe playing some golf, going to see the grandbabies. They don't want to think about, you know, the end game. And that's exactly what this is. And having it as part of your plan kind of takes the stress away, you know, so have that conversation. So what can we do about it? I mean, are there some options for alternative long-term care? And the answer is yes. So let's talk about this first one, Casey, a life insurance policy with a long-term care rider. Yeah, that's a, that's a great choice. Uh, Definitely something that we can consider. Um, you know, for those of you, as, as Morgan just mentioned, for those of you that are thinking, you know, it's not going to happen to me. I don't need to think about this. Uh, it was said earlier that uh, about one third of people over the age 65 may not need long-term care. That means that two thirds of the people over age 65 will. So we have to consider that. That means if, uh, if we're a couple, that one of us is likely going to need long-term care, if not both of us. And so a life insurance policy with a long-term care writer, uh, you can purchase a, a life insurance policy with that rider, it allows you to use the death benefit, essentially accelerate the death benefit in the event that you qualify for long-term care. So that's absolutely one way that we can do it. Uh, the best part is if we have that life policy, we don't end up using it. Well, then we leave that uh, that death benefit to whoever we have listed in our estate, whoever our heirs are. So that's one way that we can cover it, but there's definitely a few options. Yeah, we talk about uh, retirement planning almost being like that big puzzle and you need to have all the pieces, you know, considering and discussing and, uh, you know, putting in there that long-term care, um, you know, if it's going to be insurance, it's going to be insurance, or if it's going to be what we just talked about, a life insurance policy with a long-term care rider, is it a good fit for you? That's what conversations are about when you start planning for retirement. We're going to give you five opportunities to get on the calendar with Mark and Casey at Elevated Financial Management. You can have these types of discussions. Yeah, we understand. It's uncomfortable. Uh, You're talking about the end of your life. You're talking about how you're going to handle it. But think about the stress relief of knowing that you have it handled, that you have it planned for, that your family doesn't have to worry about that situation because you've already taken care of it. So options to long-term care insurance. And you might ask yourself, well, why are we going over those options? Well, long-term care insurance premiums can be very expensive. So there are some options. So we've talked about that life insurance policy with long-term care rider. And Mark, what about an asset-based policy? I understand it's a little more expensive, but that's a possibility. Yeah, in fact, this is one of my favorite options when it comes to planning for long-term care needs for my clients. One of the reasons I'm in this business is I watched my grandfather get Alzheimer's and didn't go into a facility until he was 91 years old. And we continued as a family to watch them completely erode all the liquid assets that they had. One of the biggest problems was that my grandmother didn't believe it was going to happen to them, like Casey mentioned. And then on top of that, she thought, well, it's just too expensive. And today I ask clients expensive compared to what? Right now in an office or a facility right near our office, uh, people are at 12500 a month for, uh, you know, long-term full-blown health care. So, you know, these policies take a little more upfront as far as what we call maybe a single premium, but it's amazing what you can do. You might see a three or a four to one split depending on your age and health, uh, meaning if I put in $1, I could get three or $4 of long-term care protection. So it, it avoids that issue of if I don't use it, I lose my premium. This way, if you don't ever use it, 
it's going to have a death benefit that's going to come back either to your spouse or to your children. So, and also another thing I love about uh, a, a big percentage of these policies is that if you don't use it, you're going to get possibly a premium back. Uh, and and it can be in the form of if it has return of premium, you don't have to, to necessarily die to get that back. Or it's going to have a death benefit that if we do die and we don't use it, that's going to come back to our family, which takes away that issue of, well, if I don't use it, I just wasted all that money. We always talk about retirement here on Elevate Your Wealth, and it's about the end game today, this portion of the program, long-term care. Uh, Long-term care insurance can be pricey, premiums very, very high, but there are options out there to consider, to talk about, maybe put in your plan. But the most important thing is have that plan. Work with professionals. Create that roadmap to get you there. Relieve the stress of just not knowing uh, how it's going to go. I mean, have the plan. Talk about your long-term situation, long-term care. Uh, Is it going to be insurance or is it going to be some of these other options? We've already talked about today, life insurance policy with that long-term care rider. That's worth the discussion. Maybe an asset-based policy, another way to go. And uh, Casey, here's the A word. Uh Uh-oh, look out. Annuity. Annuity (laughs) is a possibility. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you phrased it that way, Morgan, uh, because I think that, you know, as fiduciaries, it's very important for us to bring all the options to the table. Um, even if those options sometimes are ones that uh, people don't truly understand or that they maybe have a preconceived notion about. And an annuity is absolutely one of those. Um, We can take a large lump sum and create an immediate annuity that will provide a steady stream of payments that can be used for whatever we want, including long-term care. Um, It's a private pension. It's it's an income source that we cannot outlive. Now, the amount of the payments that we're going to receive depends on uh, many factors. It includes age uh, or health, how much we've paid in. So there's a lot to consider. Uh, We're not saying you just need to go buy one, but you need to have that discussion. And keep in mind that the amount you receive may not be enough to cover all of your expenses. So we have to consider what our other income sources are as well. Undoubtedly, we'll have uh, Social Security. Uh, Perhaps we have a pension. And so if we then create another income source, if those collectively We'll cover long-term care in the future, and we can protect our other assets and keep the house or whatever the goals are for you individually, then that can be a great option. In addition to that, uh, some annuities have specific long-term care options that can be added to them that will increase the payout if we need long-term care. So it's something to consider. Uh, don't just don't just turn a blind eye to it. Definitely have that conversation. It's worth taking a look at. Yeah, it, it's a piece of the puzzle, uh, your retirement puzzle. As you step back from the table, you want all the pieces to fit together and you want that picture uh, to be of your retirement goals. And it needs to be complete. And long-term care is a possibility for a large percentage of us. So make sure you're thinking about it. We understand Long-term care insurance, premiums are high, but the options are, I mean, again, just to go over them, life insurance policy, possibly with a long-term care rider. Uh, Asset-based policy could also help you there. And then take a look at an annuity. An annuity might be uh, a good pathway for you when it comes to your end game, the long-term care that we are talking about. The last one we're going to have time for, Mark, will let you handle this one. Uh, Just save money for long-term care. Uh, Really early on, understand that a portion of what you are saving for is indeed your end game. One of the most important things that gets missed is people want to protect their homes. And this is something we t- I talk a lot about because it was uh, I did a lot of this planning when I first started. And you, you can protect your home by putting it in the right type of trust as long as we get past the five-year look-back period. 
when it comes to Medicaid spend down rules. We're a spend down state in Washington. Uh, you're either a spend down state or an income cap state. So there are ways that we need to protect our, our real estate as well. But here's a big thing to think about for everybody listening today. If you have a large nest egg or a significant pension, you might be able to pay for long-term care out of pocket. We call that self-insuring. If you have a, a large sum of money that you're willing to just kind of put in a, a side fund, you may be able to self-fund, and that's great if you're able to do that. But what you need to do, be willing to look at what it's costing locally uh, because you might be blown away by how expensive it truly is. So you want to be able to have the financial ability to hire someone to come into your home as a possible option. So look at all these different options because they can be very expensive. Elevate your wealth. Talking about long-term care options, you don't want it to fall to your family and friends. Again, uh, that can happen and does happen quite a bit. That's why it's so important to plan all the way through uh, you're in game. You need that long term care. Put it in your plan. Uh, you need that medical, uh, you know, stipend. You need that uh, that that care that you know we're all going to need at some point as we near the end of our retirement. I mean, make sure it's part of your plan. So now's the opportunity to get on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management. Casey, we've got five positions. What's going to happen for these five callers? Again, we come back to the same thing, Morgan. Do you have a plan or do you just have a portfolio? So we're going to look at this. Uh, a complimentary retirement readiness review, along with a long-term care analysis. So we'll look at your risk. We'll look at the fees that you're taking, see how efficient your investments are. Uh, we'll consider the opportunity to lower taxes, the impact that inflation will have. Um, we'll look at the correlation of your assets. What income sources do you have? And we'll help you figure out the right timing for Social Security. In addition to that, that long-term care analysis, that's going to be customized just to you. Uh, maybe you already have long-term care. Is it going to be enough? Is there an option to potentially improve it or replace it with something else? Uh, all things that can be considered. And maybe you can self-insure. Maybe you can't. We need to see what your true choices are. So we'll consider that together. We have five positions on the calendar. Here's the number, 866-668-3625. Again, this is no cost, no obligation. There is no pressure. The goal of the show is to help you make the best decision for your retirement, and that takes a conversation. That takes, you know, planning. Here's the number, 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. Good or bad, we are creatures of habit. And when we come back, we're going to tackle some of the bad habits to break as you enter that financial red zone approaching retirement. You're listening to Elevate Your Wealth. Your hosts, Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. You can find them at Elevated Financial Management in the Seattle area. 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business, helping hundreds of their clients get ready for their retirement. They are certified financial fiduciaries. And folks, they have a wonderful website. And this is a great resource for you. Check it out, EFMNW.com. All letters, EFMNW.com. There are links to the TV show, also by the name Elevate Your Wealth and also all of our radio shows in podcast form. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. Let's talk about it. To ensure you're not coming up short on retirement savings or worse, unwittingly sabotaging your future retirement, you need to get rid of some bad habits. So we're going to talk about those. All right, bad habit number one. Mark, this one's for you. Spending now rather than saving for later. Yeah, it's very easy to say I'll start saving when 
you know, dot, dot, dot. You know, we, we all are going to have excuses, right, as to uh, when we're going to save or why we're not going to save it. It really does boil down. And, and I love an old saying, we do what we want to do. Uh, but we know that when we say we're going to start saving, it probably never will happen. Because when you really think about it, finding room in your budget to save for retirement might not seem near as important when we have bills that we need to pay, right? The bills are going to trump our savings, that's for sure. But if you find a way to take a really good look at your spending, you can always find ways to trim what we call the fat so that you can set aside more money for the future and actually be able to, to retire someday. And we want your retirement to be real and not be just some fairy tale. Elevate Your Wealth, your hosts are Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins, Elevated Financial Management, where you can find them. We're going to give you an opportunity to sit down with them. We have five openings on their calendar coming up for the next week, and that's no cost, no obligation, no pressure. See where you are with your planning process. If you haven't started, great opportunity to do so. If you need a second opinion, grab one of those spots. We're talking bad habits you need to get rid of. That first one, spending now rather than saving for later. That's a tough one, but you've got to save. Casey, the next one, underestimating how much you're going to need to retire. You know, maybe you really are uh, keeping your spending under control so that you can save for retirement. And that's a great thing. Kudos to you. Um, but the, the key here is that your efforts might not pay off if you haven't bothered to figure out how much you'll actually need to live comfortably in retirement. We talked about this earlier. A bare bones retirement is not what anybody dreams of. Um, that is what some people's reality is. But that's not what we're planning for. We want to plan for the retirement that we want. So we have to figure out what that retirement is that we're looking to have. And we have to figure out what it's going to cost us when we get there. That's why the budget is so important. We have to understand what it's going to cost for us to live the life that we want to live. Uh, working with an advisor to help you map out your spending, create an income plan, that can absolutely have a positive effect on your future retirement. Bad habits. We are discussing them. These are ones, if you if, th if this is what's going on with you, you've got to get rid of them. We've talked about spending now rather than saving later. Bad habit. Underestimating how much you're going to need to retire. Uh, folks, you need to know what that number is going to be. Uh, don't keep pushing it away. Don't procrastinate. Figure it out. All right, Mark. Misunderstanding. Next bad habit. Misunderstanding what diversification actually means. You know, a lot of us... Uh, talk about how we might be diversified in our portfolio or how diversified it should really uh, be. But one of the things that I run into is that when people uh, think about their 401k and the choices that they have inside those plans, a lot of times they don't have uh, the same options that they may have in an, in an IRA. They're going to be much more limited, especially on the, the low risk investments. Uh, the standard philosophy is you want to think that it's a good idea to spread your money all across maybe the 10 best funds, right? And those funds, however, uh, might have a great track record because they were invested in some, you know, the same sort of stocks or bonds that have performed well recently. But what we see in a lot of these different mutual funds is what we call overlap. You have a lot of the same stock or bonds in different mutual funds. That's truly not being diversified. You've got to be in different sectors, right? Because if you have the same stock and bonds in different uh, strategies and mutual funds, you're just going to, instead of losing money in one bucket, you're going to lose money in 10 buckets. 
So people need to really understand this and put together a portfolio that truly is diversified. You're locked in to Elevate Your Wealth. Mark Stimson, Casey Elkins, your host, Elevated Financial Management in the Seattle market, where you can find them. Check out the website, efmnw.com. Great resource for you. All of our shows in podcast form are there, plus the TV show, Elevate Your Wealth. All right, efmnw.com. Check it out. So bad habits we need to kind of shed. We don't need these, right? Casey, saving only when the market is doing well. Bad habit. Yeah, if you only set aside money in a retirement account when the market is up, you're really doing yourself a disservice. Uh, what that means is that the market is up, which means that stocks, bonds, mutual funds, REITs, ETFs, all those things are doing well. And if you're buying them at that time, then you're paying a premium. And then as they start to drop, you never take advantage of the quote unquote discount that you could be receiving on those items. So uh, you're paying a premium for those stocks because you're only buying when prices are higher. Um, and ultimately, you're, to some extent, you're trying to time the market. And I got news for you, most people are not going to be able to do that if any can really truly do it at all. Um, so rather than trying to time the market, um, you should set aside a deferred amount every paycheck to your retirement account and increase that amount as you can. That's called dollar cost averaging. So if we buy uh, $300 worth of shares in our retirement account each paycheck, we're dollar cost averaging into the market which means that overall we're lowering the cost of our purchases because we have some low purchase and some high. We're averaging that out over time. We're not just always buying at a premium. So uh, take advantage of that. Take advantage of the market when it's down, uh, purchase at a discount. But that also means that we have to be willing to allow our account to take some risk and allow some loss, but that has to be calculated. Putting a spotlight on bad habits you need to get rid of, breaking bad habits. How about that? Uh, and we've talked about quite a few spending now rather than saving for later, underestimating how much you're going to need to retire, misunderstanding what diversification actually means, and then saving only when the market is doing well. Those are bad habits you need to break yourself from. And what about this one, Mark? Overreacting to market volatility. Yeah, we know when it comes to really investing, investing is driven by two human emotions that are very, very strong. Uh, one is greed. When the market's doing good, we like to be winners. Uh, the problem is we're not winners all the time. The second emotion is fear. And right now there's a lot of fear going on, right? Because the market is really beginning to do a correction, which we all knew was coming. So when the market is, is tanking, like what is happening, in fact, it tanked pretty good today, it's hard not to be tempted to pull all of your money out of the stocks when the market downturns and, and you receive a nice big blow to your 401k. The tendency is, let's get out. I don't want to lose any more. Um, but sometimes when you really analyze it, this is the one time when we might need to put a little bit of a break on our emotions and not do that. So, but again, each situation is unique to you and we need to be very concerned. We're in what we've talked about on the show many, many times, the retirement red zone. Tell you folks, when you think about it, there's so many of you out there that have portfolios, you don't have a plan. Uh, you're in the middle of something and you need a second opinion, or maybe you haven't even started planning. And just going over the bad habits today, a lot of you are in these categories, you know, sitting down with professionals that do this on a daily basis and have walked the walk and talked the talk and can talk you through these different scenarios. Uh, that's the ease of mind we talk about. The opportunity to get on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management 
management is about to make itself available to you. We've got five positions we're going to open up, so stay tuned for that. Uh, another bad habit we're going to get to, and Casey, this one's for you. Putting contributions on autopilot, that can be a bad habit. Yeah, you know, if your retirement plan doesn't automatically increase your contribution rate annually or you don't do it yourself, you might be at risk of not saving enough for a comfortable retirement. You'll find that most experts recommend saving at least 10 to 15% of your wages annually. Uh, when we talk about employer plans, we always want to get as much of the match as we can. Um, it, it is uh, true that you may not be able to contribute as much as you'd like, but that's where the idea of increasing that contribution rate annually comes in. Uh, likely you'll get pay raises, maybe you have less debt later in life. And so we want to take advantage of that. Uh, make sure that you're setting aside enough in your 401k, again, to get that match from your employer. Uh, then set aside as much more as you can each year as your income rises. Um, this is something that this is part of the plan. That's what we're talking about. When we talk about a plan versus a portfolio, this is where a plan comes in. We're actively managing this and trying to make sure that we're on the right path, that we're, we're uh, making the right plays so that we can have the retirement that we want. If we just put it on autopilot, there's a good chance that we won't be able to do the things that we dreamed of. Elevate your wealth. You're tuned to it. We're going to give you an opportunity to sit down with Elevated Financial Management, the power behind the program. We have five calendar positions we're going to open up here in just a second. No cost, no obligation, and again, no pressure. Final one we have for you today, bad habits you need to get rid of, markets for you, making only pre-tax retirement contributions. Yeah, we believe this is a big mistake today and not enough focus is is talked about with individuals about the power of tax-free money. Well, what does that mean? Well, most of us have heard of the Roth concept um, and it's a really good thing to have. If you, in fact, if you could have a bigger bucket between two after-tax or pre-tax, you're going to want more after-tax, right? Because the difference is this, you get an immediate tax benefit by contributing pre-tax dollars to your 401k or your 403b or to your TSP plan, because that's going to lower your taxable income for that year. And contributions to a traditional IRA or SEP are also going to be tax deductible. But what is not factored in a lot of the times is it just overlooks the fact that when you take all this money out on the back end, it's all going to be taxed as ordinary income. So if we think that our brackets are going to be higher by the time we reach retirement, it's going to make more sense to invest in a Roth. In fact, I tell everybody pretty much between the two, I'm going to pick the Roth 100% of the time. You don't get an upfront tax break with a Roth IRA, but you get all of the growth completely tax-free. And that makes a huge difference when we're doing tax planning for our clients. Elevate your wealth. It's now time to open up five positions on the calendar and you can meet with Mark, Casey, and their staff, Elevated Financial Management, about your retirement situation. Casey, what's going to happen for these five callers? You know, this is the retirement readiness review that we know all clients need to have to make sure that they're set up properly for retirement. We just talked about diversification. Are you really diversified or do you just hold a bunch of different funds? We talked about market volatility. How does that affect you? Do you know how your accounts will act in up and down markets? Both of those are items that we'll consider in that retirement readiness review to make sure that you're on track for the retirement that you deserve. Five spots, retirement readiness review available for you right now. 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. Get started. 
have a second opinion. Folks, if you're sitting on a portfolio, you need a plan. Call now, 866-668-3625. Up next on Elevate Your Wealth, it's question and answer. We'll hear from University Place, Federal Way, Seattle, and Edmonds. That's next, right here. your wealth. It's now time for question and answer. We have our hosts, Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins, Elevated Financial Management, the power behind this program. Between Mark and Casey, 42 years experience in the retirement planning business, helping hundreds of clients get ready for their golden years, their retirement. They are certified financial fiduciaries. They host a TV show by the same name, Elevate Your Wealth. You can find that TV show and our radio show and podcast form at the website. Check out EFMNW.com great resource for you. Again, all letters, EFMNW.com. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. It's question and answer, and away we go. University Place, first up, Mark, this one's for you, and it's from Maddie. My company offers a 401k and a Roth 401k, and currently I contribute 6% to my 401k, 8% to my Roth 401k. Is this a good long-term strategy? First question. I want to contribute all to my Roth 401k starting in 2023. Is that a better strategy? And also, can I take out my principal if needed from my Roth 401k since it is after tax dollars? You know, I just, I really appreciate your question, Maddie. I believe, as I just mentioned in the last segment, I am a big fan of tax-free money. I truly am. And I don't mind not getting the deduction Uh, the year that I make uh, a contribution to my plan. Uh, There are some planners that believe, yeah, do both. And and I don't, I don't necessarily uh, agree with that a wholeheartedly because I'd rather have more after tax dollars at the end than a mortgage on my money, which is the IRS is the mortgage holder, right? Because we've got to pay ordinary income tax on all of those funds. So I like the Roth concept. The one thing I will say is if your company doesn't offer any type of 401k, uh, such as a Roth, they only have the traditional, but they are matching. Well, then I'm a big fan of doing the traditional because you want to get as much of the company, what we call free money as possible. So again, your situation is going to be unique to you. Uh, Now you may want to put money into that traditional plan, but I would only put in up to the amount to get the full amount from my company. Anything that I could save above that, I believe could be better spent in a tax-free plan versus a tax-deferred plan. So that's kind of what we have to look at your situation and figure out what's best for you. Question and answer always going to lead to even more questions. There's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management. Immediately following our Q&A, we have five positions. Let's go to Federal Way. Sean is there. This question for Casey, here it is. My advisor with a well-known company has my retirement portfolio in 20 or more funds, 30% of that in ETFs, and four cash funds. It's very confusing. They claim to be a fiduciary. The money is safe, but returns given this year, 4.9% is the number, have not been good enough in my opinion. I'm 65 years old. My spouse is 64. Is my portfolio spread across too many funds given my age? Well, Sean, um, let me kind of break this down into a couple of different things here. Um, I'll answer your question very directly. 
Uh, is your portfolio spread across too many funds given your age? Uh, I would say no. Um, if we just look at number of funds, the simple answer would be no. What are those funds? That's really the question. What type of risk do they take? Um, are they truly diversified? As we've talked about earlier today, um, just because we're in different funds doesn't mean that we have true diversification. So uh, there's kind of a lot more, uh, there's a lot of questions, I guess, that I would have to really give you a solid answer. But if we just look at the idea of 20 funds, no, that's not too much. Um, I wouldn't be concerned about that at all. But there's a couple other things that you said, Sean, that, I, that I'd kind of like to address. Um, you said that it was kind of confusing, the funds that you're in. You know, we hear that a lot. Um, very commonly, people don't understand the investments that they have uh, before they start working with us. And so I, I just want to point out that it's important for you to know how they work, um, how they're going to act in an up and down market. Uh, that's very important. And you said that they claim to be a fiduciary, your current advisor. Um, that kind of worries me a little bit, too. When we say they claim to be, it sounds like maybe there's a little bit of doubt there. Um, if, if you don't feel comfortable, then I would say it's time to seek a second opinion. You need to be comfortable with who you're working with. Uh, Sean, you've spent years and years building this portfolio. It needs to be there for you and for your spouse for the next 20, 25, 30 years, uh, potentially beyond that. And so it's important to be comfortable with who you're working with, understand what your plan is, and have somebody that's willing to take the time to, to discuss these options with you. And then finally, there's, there's one last thing that you said. You said your money's safe. Um, but I believe that you've only gotten a 4.9% return for the year. Well, what I'll point out is that we're in a down market. The S&P is down double digits. The NASDAQ is down double digits. Um, if you're up almost 5% when the rest of the market is on fire, um, I would consider that a win. Uh, that's absolutely a great thing. So, um, you know, we're not, we're not trying to poke holes in anything that's currently being done for you, but uh, maybe just consider that if the alternative was a negative number, well, man, I'd sure be happy about a positive 5%. Tell you folks, question and answer. Uh, we're going to get into a couple more of these, and then we're going to open up five spots on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management. And you can ask the questions yourself and get the answers uh, in person. Again, it's all about your retirement plan. If you haven't started, great opportunity. Or if you're in the middle of something and need a second opinion, one of those spots can be for you. Let's go to Seattle. James is there. Mark, this one's for you. Here it is. After once using the 1031 exchange, we purchased a rental home. After renting it for years, we thought of moving into it. How many years does it take to revert back to personal property to avoid the capital gains? Yeah, this can cause a lot of confusion. And we, we do tax planning here in our office. So one of the things I want to say is somebody may be asking out there in the audience today, well, what's a 1031 exchange? Well, that is in its simplest form. You're just going to take the money from uh, the property that you sold and you're going to turn right around and put it into another property, thus saving uh, the capital gains on that property. So, but what your question asks something else too. How many years does it take to revert back to personal property to avoid the gain? Well, here's the answer. So it's three consecutive years from the time you move back in and you file the tax return based on that year. So if you do uh, that this year, you're going to, and that's years 22, you're going to count year 22, 23, and 24. So in January uh, 1st of 2025, uh, you're going to be able to avoid the capital gains. Now, there is some caveats to this. 
we know that uh, if you have been depreciating that property, and let's just use an example that you had a $500,000 gain, you depreciated $50,000 out of that. Uh, when you go to uh, calculate the tax on, on this 1031 exchange, you're going to have to use a lower uh, cost basis. So if your cost basis, let's say was 500, you depreciated at 50 grand. Again, now your cost basis is 450, not 500. So there's some specific things that will be uh, tied only to your situation. So again, it's good to get some people, get some help from people, I should say, that know what they're doing uh, when it comes to this type of tax planning. Elevate your wealth question and answer portion of the program. We have one more question. It's going to come from Edmonds, and then we're going to open up the calendar at Elevated Financial Management. Five calendar positions, no cost, no obligation, no pressure. You can sit down and talk about your retirement situation. All right, here's the question from Steve. Again, he's in Edmonds, and this one's for Casey. Starting in 2018, my spouse has acquired four count them, one, two, three, four separate 401k plans from employers in three different states. Is it possible to combine all these 401k plans into one? Well, Steve, I love where your mind is at. Uh, keep it simple, right? It doesn't need to be complicated. We don't need to have accounts everywhere. It's just more to keep track of. It's more to manage. So I, I love the idea to simplify and put them all together and just make life easier. Uh, the simple answer is, yeah, we can. Uh, we can take those 401ks um, there's a couple of different things that you could do. You could take your old 401ks or your spouse could, I'm sorry, uh, from their previous employer and roll it into their current 401k. That's absolutely a possibility. Uh, we could also take those 401ks and move them all into an IRA together. So we kind of simplify that way. We have some different choices. Um, so now that you know that you can, the real question becomes, which one makes the most sense? Do we want to roll it all into the current 401k or do we want to roll it, uh, the, the old ones, into an IRA alongside our existing 401k? Uh, it, it's really situational. The IRA is going to give us some more investment choices, uh, but it is going to be another account. Uh, inside of that IRA, most of the time people enlist the help of a professional uh, to help them figure out what they should invest in. So um, it's another piece to the puzzle, another layer but it absolutely does have a lot of value. So it really depends on your situation, but definitely something that can be done. Yeah, there's an important point, uh, Casey was just mentioning about going from the 401k to the IRA. Uh, you're most likely going to have to be 59 and a half to be able to do that. If you're younger, there there's a, a 50, age 55 rule, but the bottom line is you need to be 59 and a half and do what we call an in-service withdrawal agreement to be able to move the money without it being a taxable event to an IRA account. So that's something you have to be very careful about. And just to mention uh, something Casey was touching on, you really need to determine which plan is giving you the most bang for your buck. If they're not matching, oh yeah, I'm taking those out and I'm going to combine them into a different plan or an IRA if my age is going to allow it. But if not, uh, if it is matching, you might want to use that one. So again, your situation is very unique to you.
Absolutely. And that is retirement planning. It's going to be unique to you. Make sure you have a custom plan. We have an opportunity right now to get on the calendar to Elevated Financial Management, and you can have that conversation. Get the ball rolling. Casey, we got five spots. What's going to happen for these five callers? Well, for these five callers, we're going to offer a complimentary retirement readiness review. Uh, We've mentioned this before, but we know that this is something that retirees need. You need to know are you ready for retirement? And there's main areas that we're going to consider when we do that. Number one, we're going to look at the risk that you're taking. Is it appropriate for you? What about the fees that you're paying? We'll do a full fee analysis and help you determine what it's costing you to own the current investments that you have. We'll look at the tax efficiency of your investments, determine if there's an opportunity to lower your taxes. Uh, We'll also look at the impact of inflation. Uh, How's that going to affect your plan, your retirement dreams? And then we'll consider the correlation of your assets, the reliability of your income of of the utmost importance. And then we'll help you determine the right timing for Social Security. All of these things are things that we know that retirees need as they approach that uh, ultimate window. Five spots. Elevated financial management. No cost, no obligation. Again, no pressure. Get your retirement readiness review. All right. Here's the number. Call it now. 866-668-668. 3625. That's 866-668-3625. Again, the Retirement Readiness Review. Take a look at where you are. If you haven't started planning, great opportunity here. If you're in the middle of something and you need a second opinion, absolutely jump on it. Or if you're sitting on that portfolio and you think you've got it made, folks, that is not a retirement plan. Call this number now and get one. 866-668-3625. That Retirement Readiness Review awaits. 866-668-3625. Another great show in the books. Catch us next week right here on the radio. Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, and SEC-registered investment advisor. This is intended for informational and educational purposes only. The views, statements, and opinions expressed herein are those of the individual speakers and not necessarily those of Foundations and its affiliates. The information contained herein does not constitute an offer to sell any securities or represent an express or implied opinion or endorsement of any specific investment opportunity offering or issuer. Any discussion of performance or returns is not indicative of future results. Any mention of rates and guarantees provided Provided by insurance products and annuities are subject to the financial strength of the issuing insurance company, not guaranteed by any bank or the FDIC. Each individual investor situation is different and any ideas provided may not be appropriate for your particular circumstances. Foundations only transacts business in states where it's properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. No legal or tax advice is provided. Always consult with a tax professional. All rights reserved. 